welcome into Locked On Golden Gophers. Nate Dickinson with you. Happy Friday to everybody. We're going to end our week with a good one here on Locked On Golden Gophers. A little bit of a different format today, but that's because we got to make room for a big guest. The Gopher guru himself, Daniel House, is on the program today. He's going to talk about what we've seen from Minnesota's spring practices so far and what to expect in the coming draft for Minnesota's prospects in Rashad Bateman and Benjamin St. Juiced. All that's coming up in just a minute right here on Locked On Golden Gophers. We're going to get right into it. There is plenty of news to talk about. Philip Rabracha chooses Iowa over Minnesota basketball. That's one that's going to sting. We'll talk about it on Monday. But all that's coming up later on. Today, it's all football with Daniel. And again, it's coming up in just a second. But first, before we get to any of that stuff, as we mentioned, the NFL draft is coming up. And you need to know everything that's going down. We can help you with that over here at Locked On. This year, the live Locked On podcast network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the draft, April 29th through May 1st. Again, April 29th through May 1st. We're doing great coverage here at Locked On. I've been sending out some stuff to those draft people for some insight on Rashad Bateman and Benjamin St. Juiced, so you know they're going to have all the best knowledge out there. Go ahead and give it a listen. That's all of our coverage over at the Locked On Podcast Network for the NFL Draft. It's the biggest thing we do here at Locked On. Well, let's get right into it. Daniel House joins us on the program today to talk Minnesota football, everything in the spring practices so far, and again, what to expect at the end of the month when the NFL draft does come around next week. That's coming up with Daniel right here, right now on Locked On Golden Gophers. Welcome back into Locked On Golden Gophers. Nate Dickinson here with you, joined over the Zoom phone. I don't know what you would call it now, but Daniel House is here with us of Gophers Guru. He's an expert on this kind of stuff. If you follow the team, you probably know his name already. And it's overdue us getting him on this show. You might have heard him already on Locked On Big Ten. We've retweeted and tweeted out their stuff before. But now Daniel makes his debut here on our show. And Daniel, thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you here and get some of that knowledge that you spread around everywhere. It's spring football. I'm amped up. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, I just can't wait to see the team develop over the next few months because we actually have spring football this year. Didn't get it last year, but it's back now. And you do get to see the team now over the weekend for the first time. There were a lot of firsts in sports that have already happened in this pandemic, but there was a special little kind of go for media first, getting back to that practice over the weekend. How was it getting able to see that team again? It was fantastic just to be able to watch a live football practice. It was it was jarring in a sense because PJ Flex practices are so energetic. There's so much movement going on, and I just was so excited to be able to watch football again live it, it's been too long and getting a chance to see some of the young players and those transfer additions on the roster uh, it was it was a great uh great time to just be outside and enjoy uh football again mm-hmm. and pj's talked about that too i mean with his culture there's a lot of what he does that he can't do over a zoom call it, did you feel kind of like that atmosphere, was there a little bit more appreciation going into it when you were out there? I tried to figure out how I wanted to word that question, but it's just like, are these guys pumped up? <laughs> They're just excited to be around one another again, because last off season for two months or so, I remember asking Tanner Morgan about that on Saturday, 
being able to get timing with receivers again because he just wasn't able to do that last season in the spring because everybody was sent home and the whole world's in quarantine. So now being able to do spring practice and not just, you know, quarterback wide receiver chemistry, but the chemistry across the map. And I wrote a piece yesterday on Gophers Guru just talking about the defense and the inexperience that was on that side of the ball at every level. And it was almost like a snowball because defensive tackle maybe doesn't control a gap, a linebacker gets out of a run fit, and then a third level defender has to make a hero tackle in space. And so you have to be able to execute at all three levels. And I felt like as the season progressed, they started to improve up front, which had a ripple effect on all the other levels of the defense. So having the ability to actually work with your players on the field versus being on a virtual setting where you're trying to pull up tape and teach guys that way, it's a whole different beast when you get on the field and you have to execute. So that's huge. I think that's going to help. And not only that, but like the inexperienced players were able to get a lot of reps last season in games. So that will benefit the program into the future. And PJ spent a lot of time talking about that last season because there were so many people going, hey, is there anybody else that can play some of these spots? But he invested in the future because he said, I want to play these guys now, get them experience, and then it will benefit the program into the future. And I think we're starting to see that. I'm interested to hear how much weight you put on that experience thing, especially because it's circled around how Minnesota has 20 starters coming back. And that's huge. But when I heard it, I was thinking, well, a big chunk of that's freshmen who had to play who are now just sophomores. So like how much improvement are you expecting that to actually translate to on the football field in the fall? These guys still are underclassmen out there in a lot of cases. I think you have to look at it positionally. So, for example, last season, defensive tackle, they were way down on the depth chart going into that Nebraska game. They had emergency plans in place to put defensive ends in at defensive tackle. So just to see what they did with the transfer portal and with the transfer rules, the way they are at the one-time transfer, it changes the way teams can construct their rosters now. So with D'Angelo Carters of the world and Rashad Cheney's getting experience. They're still, like you said, young players. So being able to go out and get Niles Pinckney from Clemson, a guy that's played more than 1,100 snaps on a national championship team, Val Martin at NC State, another guy that will be a big help on the defensive line, defensive tackle. And then also having Keontae Shad and Micah Dutredway come back, you have a nice six deep rotation at defensive tackle. And I think that's the heartbeat of the whole defense. When you look at Joe Rossi's scheme, you got to have defensive tackles that can get one gap penetration. And that helps the whole defense frees up linebackers to flow downhill, helps the safeties assignments be a little bit easier. Uh, and then if you're able to have success on first and second down, then you get teams in third and long. And that was something I wrote about extensively, did a study on how frequently the Gophers were actually in third down last year. And I think people find that fascinating on the website that Gophers barely even reached third down because teams are having so much success on first and second down running the football. But the experience, I think, overarching especially on the offensive side and the offensive and defensive lines, being solid and experienced in the trenches is something that the Gophers have been working toward because in order to compete and take the next step against teams like Wisconsin and Iowa, you have to be able to get it done inside. And I think that could actually be the 
biggest takeaway heading into this season? Like people should be excited about what's going on up front. And that could be the X factor, the experience that they have there. And you can read all this stuff that Daniel's talking about again, over at gophersguru.com where he has basically, I Ben Stevens calls it the best mind in the big 10. You can't argue with it when you see all the stuff that he puts out there, Daniel house with us. And as we get into individual names out there, the biggest one that stuck out from over the weekend, stuck out from over the weekend, I should say, is Justin Wally, a guy who's an incoming freshman, a brother of another football player already, and is being someone who you put out as a guy who stuck out to you. You had another thing where you asked PJ Fleck. You tweeted out his response, just how praising this guy, Chris Ottman Bell's been all over him. What is it about him that has been kind of catching everybody's eye? You go to practices like I have, you know, I watch a lot of practices, high school practices, college practices, NFL practices, thousands of them over the years. And I think you always can tell when a guy has just a little bit something different. You know, it's uncanny feel, natural ability. Justin Wally definitely has that. I felt the same way when I watched Rashad Bateman the first couple of times when he practiced. I was going back and looking at all the posts that I had written back in the day on Rashad Bateman when he first got here for another piece that I'm doing. And I'm like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm writing the same thing about Justin Wally just after seeing one practice and talking to people about this guy. Everyone is excited about what he can bring to the table. I think it's the, you know, all the, all the skills that you saw on his high school tape. He was a star running back, great contact balance as a back out of the backfield. And then, being a defensive back, that transition quickness, the agility, ability to mirror receivers. He can play zone and break on the ball, good recovery speed. Uh, he has all the athletic traits, but then the awareness and the natural feel for the game that I'm talking about, those things all come together. He has all of the traits that you're looking for in a really good defensive back. And I think with the Gophers uncertainty, at cornerback opposite Coney Durr, there's an opportunity for Wally to earn playing time right away uh, if he continues to move at this developmental track. And I mean, I asked PJ Fleck about him after practice, and he's like, this guy's so competitive. He loves practice. He just gives it his all all the time. And Chris Bell retweets uh, the tweet of the video that I put out on PJ Fleck, and he feels the same way. I mean, during that practice, he made a great play on a fade intended for Bell at yeah, just step for step with them the whole way and knock the ball away. And I think those type of plays just grab the attention of everybody on the team. I mean, everyone was fired up after he made that play. And then he had another pass breakup in another period when we were there, we saw the first like hour and 15 minutes of practice. And then they had a little bit more of a session after, but it sounds like he really impressed after we left as well. So keep an eye on Justin Wally, a guy that could be an impact player for the Gophers as a, as a true freshman. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like we say guys are good. PJ flex says everybody's good. When, when the other guys on the team are going out of their way to call out guys, that's when it really kind of gets my attention as to, okay, this guy's the real deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you hear players coming out like Chris Ahmed Bell's going up against him one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. all the time. So exactly. that, that's a big endorsement. Yeah. All right, Daniel, before we take a quick break and then we talk more about some of the Gophers who are going to be leaving this program, headed for the NFL draft and get your thoughts on them. I did just have written down real quick. The defense was really bad. Just tell us again that it's going to be better. It, we, we deserve it. 
the, the defensive line is the biggest difference. And I think that's where they had to get better. And they emphasized that in the recruiting class this last year. I mean, there's guys sitting behind the scenes too, with some versatility that will maybe get some rotational snaps, but being able to come in and get Niles Pinckney and Val Martin and then have Micah do Treadway and Keontae Shad come back. It all starts inside. And then seeing guys like Jalen Logan Redding, the type of growth that he's made, he got a little bit of time against Nebraska last year. I think fans will start to get to know him a little more. Uh, you have a Sezi and obviously Boye Mafe, who played extremely well last year and was one of the top pass rushers in the Big Ten. Freaky athletic traits and is still – adding more moves to that pass rushing arsenal. This is the year where Boye could really explode and put himself into a, a very, very good NFL draft position come next year. I was talking to somebody the other day about just how many players are going to be in draft contention next season for the Gophers. They could set a program record for players drafted next year because there are so many candidates that will be entering that next cycle. The kind of exciting stuff that makes headlines. Daniel House makes him over at gophersguru.com, and he's not going anywhere yet. We're going to talk about the few gophers who aren't still on this team from last year. Benjamin St. Juiced and Rashad Bateman. That's coming up in just a minute. You're listening into Locked On Golden Gophers. More coming up with Daniel next, but first, Built Bar is your place to go for everything that you need as far as your protein. If you're someone who's a big gym junkie or just needs that little bit of extra boost to get through the workday, Built Bar can help you do it with their vast array of products that really range all over the place. They've got the protein bars that we tell you about, and they're great. They have all sorts of flavors that can really punch in exactly what you're looking for. But at the same time, they've got their little built chews as well, little gels that you can put in your pockets. They have the kind of powders that you just pour right into a water bottle, shake it up, and you got your protein supplement right there. It's everything that you could want out of your protein with the taste that you can't get anywhere else. That's Built Bar, our place to go for our protein needs, and it should be yours too, because you can also get 15% off right now by using the pro promo code LOCKED15 at checkout. That's LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, our place to go for all of our workout supplement needs. More coming up with Daniel in just a minute, but first, now, right now, through the 26th, you can listen in to the Locked On Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey. It's happening, again, right now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Let's head right back into it with Daniel House here on Locked On Golden Gophers. We've already talked to Daniel about the Gophers who are coming into the season. Now let's talk about the ones who are on their way out. Rashad Bateman and Benjamin St. Juice. What are the draft stocks as they stand today, and what are the teams where they may be able to fit best? We're talking to Daniel about all of that right now here on Locked On Golden Gophers. 
Welcome back into Locked On Golden Gophers alongside Daniel House of Gophers Guru. I'm Nate Dickinson. We talked already about the Gophers who are going to be on this Minnesota football team next season. Now let's chat about the few players, the two starters out of the 22, who won't be back with the squad because they're on to better pastures in the NFL. That's Rashad Bateman and Benjamin St. Juiced. And Daniel, when we talk about these two guys, it's two guys who we know we're going to get drafted, which is pretty exciting. And in Rashad Bateman, possibly a first-round pick, we'll start with him. The big knock was the speed right off the line. He silenced those haters with the 40 times he posted on social and then at the pro day. Is there anything else to not like about Rashad Bateman? Is there any reason why we shouldn't think he would be a first-round pick if the fit's there? Honestly, I don't even know where the speed stuff came from. I think maybe it was because of the 2020 film, because at times it looked like he was really battling back from having COVID and all those issues related to that. And coming in playing a little more slot in 2020 than he normally did his slot rates were up a lot higher and I don't think that maybe suited his game as as best as it should have being an X receiver in the NFL is where I see him thriving because he has such a natural ability to get separation the route running is so strong the glance RPOs the vertical goals the corner routes the speed cuts, all those things he executes at an extremely high level. The body control, being able to adjust in traffic and make a lot of plays. He's got a wide catch radius. He can go up and get the ball uh, and power forward up and box people out for the ball. Uh, underrated after the catch, too. And that's where the speed thing shows up. There are a lot of plays where he'd catch an you know, intermediate RPO or quick play action slant or dig route and take it you know, the distance and show off that speed in the open field to bust free with the safety coming down. I mean, he, he's showing that on film consistently, and he's underrated after the catch. And then red zone releases, being able to get open there, that's a huge threat, especially if you have a primary number one receiver already as an NFL team, him being a secondary option and having those detailed skills. The athletic ability, all you got to do is fire up his basketball film back in the day. I mean, he had offers from Virginia Tech and Penn State to play basketball, jumping out of the gym, alley-oops, massive dunks. He has the athletic ability. And if you watch the film and you see the releases and how he accelerates off the line, great footwork within like the first five yards of every route, the releases are excellent. And I think that's what teams are going to really like about him is he has the technical components, and we saw that with Tyler Johnson. I mean, Tyler Johnson, from an athleticism standpoint, Rashad Bateman is much more athletic, but he also has the, the, the technique down that he's learned here at Minnesota. So seeing what Tyler Johnson did and understanding what type of upside and natural ability and technique that Rashad Bateman has, NFL teams should be excited about that, I think. Well, what's the reason to pass on him now? Before it was that 40 time people were talking about or whatever speed questions you had. Now that that's out of the question, what do you as an NFL team say, well, this is why we didn't pick Rashad Bateman, other than maybe there's a Devontae Smith or a Jamar Chase or somebody else who's also extremely talented out there. The theme when I talk with people after the pro day NFL people, they said, hey, you know, I thought maybe his height and weight would be a little bit higher than it was. Uh, but then, you know, seeing what he came in at, they, they kind of were like, I was pretty surprised by that. I don't think it's something that is a major detriment. And I know Rashad talked with us afterward, came over and talked with a couple of us that were there. And he just said, you know, that now it was speed. And now it, it sounds like it might be the weight. And I think he's using that 
as motivation. He'll never say that he is. Like I asked him, is that motivation for you? And he's like, oh, no, I, I don't listen to that. But deep down, that fuels Rashad. And you can tell he's such a competitor. Uh, you watch his 2019 film. I think, you know, that's the interesting part of this NFL draft process is how much are these NFL teams going to weigh in 2020 film versus 2019 film and even 2018 film that you have available. I've heard that 2020 for certain positions, certain guys, I mean, it's, it's not going to be as significant in the weight scale as it normally would be. You got to look at the whole package. And I think that's what people often get misled with like Justin Jefferson, for example, last year, everyone thought he's an exclusive slot receiver. Well, they didn't look at the past film of him playing on the outside and NFL teams see that they're looking at the whole package. And that's what you have to do with Rashad Bateman understand, you know, him playing in the slot more in 2020 probably wasn't his primary strength. He needs to be a perimeter X receiver in the NFL, but he has shown that he can play in the slot. So that versatility will be huge among NFL teams. And before we get off Bateman and talk a bit more about Benjamin St. Juiced, just looking forward to his first season out here in the NFL. I've always been a guy that said, no matter where he goes, no matter what the fit or the scheme is he's going to carve out a role for himself right away but where do you think is like the range of kind of production we could see out of this guy in just his first year well obviously it, it comes down to fit where he ends up being a primary two receiver opposite a really good number one guy so you think about for example if he went to green bay played with Devonte adams have that one-two punch. I know Viking fans wouldn't like that very much because it'd be a tough cover having two detailed, nuanced receivers like that. I know when I'm looking at receivers, I like the guys that have those detailed traits. You can see they know how to get separation, and Rashad does that. You look at other teams that could be in the mix. Tennessee, how ironic it would be if they replaced a P.J. Fleck, Corey Davis wide receiver with Rashad Bateman. I could see them being a fit. Uh, maybe the Baltimore Ravens, they're looking for another receiver to pair up with Hollywood Brown. Uh, and I think Rashad would be a great fit. However, does Baltimore try to move up with someone to go get another receiver? Maybe the Vikings are a target if they want to get in the Orlando Brown Jr. mix. New Orleans is another team I'm watching as well. Uh, I could even see Chicago being interested uh, in Rashad Bateman as they look ahead. Are they able to retain Allen Robinson past this season? Uh, I don't know, but if they aren't able to, a uh, guy that fits that mold and is a similar style player, Rashad Bateman with Allen Robinson uh, for even one year would be great. And then being able to elevate him, their wide receiver coach was leading the workout along with the Panthers wide receiver coach at Minnesota's Pro Day. Well, it's going to be interesting to see wherever Rashad goes and how he fits in with wherever he is, but you know, he's again, going to find some sort of role in that offense. Let's move on to Benjamin St. Juice now, Daniel. And again, Daniel House of Gophers Guru joining us here on Locked On Golden Gophers. St. Juice is another guy where I'll kind of start where we left off with Bateman as far as like where he fits exactly. Because I've described him as someone just that no matter what he does, not every NFL team's going to want him. He's six foot three and plays in defensive backfield. That's not the best fit for everyone's schemes. And some people just don't want to go that way. So where do you see people who like the way that he plays the game of football or just, I guess, the player type that he is? Because that's just as important, it seems, for him as the type of player that he is, the player type that he has. 
the interesting thing about St. Juice is he's very scheme diverse. So if you're a zone heavy team, he definitely can play that type of a system where, you know, heavy cover three, cover six type of scheme. You look at possibly the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Jets, teams that are going to play schemes that fit the strengths of St. Juice, maybe even the Green Bay Packers. They had a heavy contingency with Brian Gutenkunst, the GM at Minnesota's Pro Day. I'm keeping an eye on teams like that, but also heavy man coverage teams with the physical press style corners. He has that length at six foot three. His overall height, six three and three eighths, ranks ninth out of about 1,800 DBs since 87. So, I mean, he has very unique physical skills. Wingspan of 80 and a quarter measured at the senior bowl came in a little less than that at the pro day. But I've always said he reminds me of a little bit more agile Richard Sherman and being able to run the type of 40 that he did. I think teams are looking for him to be around that four, five, five, four, five range. So, so, so to come in at the mid four fives, I think that's solid, but the agility metrics, I mean, being around a four in the shuttle, uh, phenomenal elite agility traits and we knew that coming out of high school he was great in that area the biggest question mark right now is what happens with the medicals I mean he had a hamstring problem when he was in Michigan and you know supposedly wasn't going to be cleared and then was able to get here and was cleared so he didn't have any major injury problems in Minnesota but medical things play a role in with you know unique draft process this year where he didn't have the scouting combine teams weren't able to have guys up for visits to get a look at them in person. Uh, you know, they had to go down to Indy and fly some of the prospects down to do medical evaluations. And I think you're going to see some of that information trickling out already. A, a lot of it came out yesterday, but St. Jude's the ball production is one of the things as well that a lot of, you know, analysts are, are making a lot out of not having an interception at Minnesota, but still being able to have 10 pass breakups in 2019, uh, was a part of a defensive backfield that was 13th in pass defense efficiency in EPA and had a 10.6% havoc rate, which ranked seventh in 2019. Unique 2020. Again, hard to take too much stock in that. But a guy that has a scheme diversity that he does, and not only that, but I asked St. Juice, could you possibly play safety in the NFL team showing any interest in you doing that? And he said, yes, there's definitely been discussions about that. And teams that maybe have, you know, an opening at safety now with a corner coming off the books and free agency next year, they might consider St. Juice because he can bridge a gap for now and then move over to corner or play either of the two spots. That versatility will be huge as he moves into the NFL. Break down a little bit more for me that shuttle time because you mentioned around the four elite and all that kind of stuff, but people know fast 40 times. People don't know fast shuttle times. Is that a time where he's fast for a big defensive back or where he's just straight up fast? He's just straight up really agile. Agile is the word, extremely, yes. Extremely agile player. And I mean, that's the thing that you don't see very often. You know, every time you look at these big cornerbacks, everyone's question mark is, well, can this guy move? Does Is he able to laterally have the agility needed to play in the NFL? And when you look at St. Juice, there's no question about that. And that's the unique aspect of his game is that he's six foot three and round two eight size, got incredible length and physical traits. But then you look at the shuttle being able to pair that up. I mean, the shuttle for reference is about 93rd percentile among defensive backs since 87. His three count at 663 comes in in the 97th percentile. 
So seeing what he is able to do there, I think teams are, are less worried about the straight line speed. He ran a four, five, five, but the 10 yard split was really good. So it just tells you that that first 10, he's able to explode and break on the ball. And I think that's what you saw in film when he was playing zone a lot or, you know, needed to recover and get back into a passing lane. He has that explosiveness to move on a dime and use that length then to get in the passing lane. So to have that recovery speed along with that length and that agility, he is the perfect type of modern cornerback because of that versatility, the agility, the length. Uh, there will be a lot of NFL teams interested in him. I will be surprised if he's still around when the fourth round hits. I would say, you know, with the momentum that he has coming out of the pro day uh, and the physical traits that he has, the versatility, right in that, you know, round three sweet spot. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's an outlier and some team just loves his fit and what he can do and, and they pull the trigger earlier than people anticipate. I guess just to put a nice little bow on things, we've talked about how good those guys were on the pro day. How much do you feel like both of them helped their draft stock just with that one day alone? I guess start with Benjamin St. Juice since that's where we were. St. Juice helped himself because teams wanted to verify. They knew going back to high school, Nike opening regional 386 shuttle, and honestly running a four wasn't even his best time. I know some people I've talked with said he was under that in some of his workouts uh, on his own. So NFL teams wanted to confirm that. And that's what you're doing with these pro days is you're confirming what you see with your eyes on film. You want to get that athletic testing. That can be, you know, part of the evaluation. If you got a cluster of guys that maybe grade uh, close together, you can use the athletic traits to kind of parse players out and separate them more. Uh, and it gives you a way to project. I think late round players, uh, teams use the athletic metrics a lot more because you're throwing darts at that point sometimes because you have guys all clustered together where these athletic profile players, maybe if you get them in your system and you feel like they fit, you can develop them up. But, you know, St. Juice being able to show that he has that agility and pairs it up with those physical traits and those movement skills that he has, that was huge. And I think it helped him significantly. The senior bowl was big for him too. He, he performed extremely well there. Uh, I was watching senior bowl film and all the senior bowl week stuff covering that. And I thought St. Juice did a, a fantastic job down there. Yeah, that's a really good point. Something we didn't touch on there at the end. He did show out there at that senior bowl as well. Well, gophersguru.com is the place you can go if you want to see more of the incredibly intelligent words of Daniel House. Daniel, before we let you go, where else can people find you? You can check me out on Twitter at Daniel House NFL. I also do Viking stuff over on mnvikingscorner.com at Vikings Corner on Twitter. So all over the map, NFL draft on the horizon, but one of the best weeks of the year. So I'm excited about it. We'll get you back on here at some point. Talk draft, talk spring game when that happens too. It'll be a fun couple of weeks here. And we'll hopefully get you on as much as we can here on Locked On Golden Gophers, not just for that, but going forward too. Daniel House with us here again on Locked On Golden Gophers. Thanks again for coming on, Daniel. Thanks for having me. We'll be back again. All right. Awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Hey, anytime, anytime you need me, hit me up. Uh, so when's it coming out tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. We'll uh, just, I'll basically, this will pretty much, I do a, first segment just kind of intro but this will pretty much just be a whole show I'm okay assuming we went yeah we definitely went long enough so perfect well i'll put it out then tomorrow yeah of course i'll 
have Twitter, Twitter and tagging you on everything that we post out there too. That sounds good, man. All right. All right. Have a good Sweet. day. Talk to you. Later. See you later. Bye-bye.